You heard? How y'all doing, man? How y'all living? Uh, it's been a minute since I've been on here. I know I've said that probably multiple times. But um, if you couldn't tell, this episode is about Auntie Rona. You know what I'm saying? Um, Something we have all been impacted by in one way or another. Whether it's completely outside of your circle and just people you know who have had it, who have had a severe case, or loved ones who have actually died, or just everyone who everyone has had their lives um, altered by the virus, whether that was firsthand, secondhand, or through external forces. Um, so shout out to all of my people who are still standing, you know what I'm saying, regardless of where you are in the world right now, or what your views are on the virus and the vaccine and all that. Um, I'm glad you're all still here. Um, someone actually hit me up in my DMs. Damn, I feel like I just... <laughs> but um, someone actually hit me up in my DMs and proposed this as an idea. And let me see if I can... I'm not going to put their at because I don't want to do that without their consent. But... um. What they actually said was um, the view or my impact, how I think COVID has impacted the world, changed it, or did it make an impact? Um, first off, shout out to you for the question, and um, hope you all hope you are listening. And um, for those of you who have suggestions, this is to show that if you give a suggestion, I will do my best to actually make an episode about it. Um, so to answer the first question, um, uh, how has COVID changed the world? Did it make an impact? Well, how has COVID changed the world? I mean, I don't think we, anybody would have expected in our lifetimes we would, or this would be what severely altered our society. Like, I think people have been chanting revolution for a long time and thinking the fall of capitalism would happen tomorrow or something of that sort. Um, maybe, maybe some cataclysmic um, climate-altering thing. Um, for those of my religious folk, some out there probably thought at some point that someone would return or some religious cataclysmic event may happen in our lifetimes, but... I don't know if anybody saw a disease coming, especially in this day and age where we have such advanced technology. Um, I don't think anybody saw something coming in the sense of our entire lives being altered by a microscopic virus. Um, it definitely made an impact, but um, how has it changed the world? I think it's caused, it's um, literally made everybody self-reflect in some type of way, whether that's confronting your mortality, whether that's digging in your heels on your views and shutting out the world of, I won't say science and critical thinking, but it's whether you have dug in your heels and grown into a deeper sense of paranoia and just um, not trusting the powers that be, or whether you acknowledge that you don't know things but are still trying to listen to those experts who may some of them may have our best interest at hearts who knows i know that's um a difficult conversation but i'll touch on that in a second um but it's caused us all to self-reflect in one way or another whether that was 
to one end of the spectrum or the other, or whether you're kind of in the middle. Um, it's affected our our youth, you know what I'm saying? I would say the most, because I don't think people realize how radical of a time it is to be between the ages of, well, just anywhere between 18. Like, there's such rapid, well, under the age of 25, there's such rapid development happening. And for that to be obstructed by a societal change that was really unforeseen, um, at least by the masses, is um, it's definitely going to have repercussions in the future. Like, I think we'll see a different, um, different generations being raised because of what they had to go through with this virus and different um, developmental milestones that we developed a different way, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen people who have had their bones broken multiple times, this is just an analogy, but sometimes they grow oddly, or they grow um, in a way that they normally wouldn't have had they not had their bones broken, so along with that being the case, I believe you'll see our society begin to grow oddly, differently than it would have had the virus not impacted us, but, um, I think there's just a heightened state of awareness and um, that could be in a sense of panic and paranoia because a lot of people who had a sense of comfortability have either um, tried to defend that with everything in their bodies and just tried to like hold on to whatever sense of safety and things of that nature that they had. They're just holding on to that with dear life or they've accepted that we never really knew anything, you know, like it's nice to think that there was this safety net that, oh, we got punctured. We just got to rebuild. But um, there are also a lot of people who have kind of like, <clears throat> I don't, I wouldn't even say lost hope, but I would say there's also a sense of acknowledging the childlike or ignorance in the sense of thinking that we had things under control when um, just one small thing can severely alter our entire reality, literally. Um, so that's how I think of it as um, impacted the world. I mean, along with people being evicted from their houses and different financial issues because of the lack of, um, well, because of everything being shut down and not being able to go to work, but still having to pay bills and especially if you're in a government or in a society where you're not taken care of by the government during times like this. Um, then different economic repercussions, different political repercussions, because people were so glued to um, to the TV and to things like that, like they had to live kind of vicariously through through the television and through things that are going on externally rather than like, being able to not pay attention to those things they were forced to because they were stuck inside, you know? Well, not everybody, but for those who did adhere to some of the guidelines. Um, but yeah, that's how I would say COVID has impacted and changed the world. And um, now talking about the impact that it could potentially have and that it is having right now, like, uh, I think you're seeing a lot of people who have gone gone through a severe change in the past year, whether that be for better or for worse. And um, 
the interpretation to what to um, whether or not it's better or worse is definitely up to it's in the eye of the beholder, I guess. But um, whether it's for better or worse, a lot of people went through a radical change um, or I wouldn't even say they went through a radical change. A lot of people have either, like I said, either dug in their heels on their ideologies or through that time, they broadened their views drastically because they were able to use that time to um, pick up new hobbies, to um, watch content from different creators and see things of that nature happen. Like uh, speaking about in the United States specifically, like the last summer was the summer where George Floyd was killed and we had the, um, I don't know what the name will be in the history books, but all the things that took place, um, with Black Lives Matter and the protests that they had. And then, um, we had the, um, attack on the Capitol or the storming of the Capitol and the beginning of this year, which people have just like kind of forgotten about, which I mean, I can't be mad at like so many drastic things are happening every day. It's kind of hard to like assess the damage when damage is still being put on, you know, like when you're going through trauma as a child, you're not really assessing the trauma as it's happening. You get older and then you get to a place of like stability and you're able to revisit when there's no longer that trauma like impeding you every day. I think now, like day in, day out, we're all just trying to take it one day at a time and just trying to survive rather than revisiting old wounds. But um, as far as the impact that it is having or the impact that COVID will have or anything like that, like I think it'll be felt for generations to come because such like I, such a severe amount of change and drastic amount of change is happening for a lot of people, it's led to desensitization, and what that means, let me look up the exact de- exact definition, but desensitization, like, to be sensitive is to um, be hyper-aware or just aware of the things around you and um, be feeling all those things. So to be desensitized is to not feel those things, to not be aware of the things around you. But um, I think we're seeing that specifically with... Um, the younger generation because like we're now we're at a place where like concerts are starting to open back up and people just want to go back out there and um, reclaim that sense of their lives that like was taken from us last year like for me specifically I graduated high school started college and um, all of that in a time where I like missed all those milestones like it happened you know but I didn't get real graduation I didn't get a senior prom and um, and I'm not, you know, Spongebob sound, the world's smallest violin. <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, um, boo-hoo, woe is me. But I'm just saying like, that's something we experience, you know. And um, yeah, I think the the impact of that, like psychologically, will be felt for a long time. But I feel like we've all kind of just taken it under our belt. And those of us who are still here are just taking it like we're desensitized. But it's not like... I'm not mad at us for being desensitized. Like, everybody has tried to find their own way to cope with everything. And however you're doing that, I'm not mad at you, you know? You you know whether or not it's good or not. But, yeah, I guess that's my point on that. But one other thing I wanted to touch on is just, like, I, I really wanted, like, um, to share with you all the magnitude of, like, 
how vast and how drastic everything is going on right now. Like, I wanted to compare it to other diseases in the past and just, like, show how drastic um, of a disease it is. But for those of you who, for those of you all who don't know, coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, is defined as illness caused by a novel coronavirus now called Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, Coronavirus 2, SARS-CoV-2, formerly called 2019 NCOV, which was identified amid an outbreak of respiratory illnesses, illness cases in Wuhan City, Hubei Province, China. Okay, I just want you all to know um, that it was like, it originated in China for what I'm about to get to. Currently, the country with the most cases, yes, you all guessed it, the number one in all the bad shit, the U.S. of A. <laughs> but um, going down, like I said, it started in Wuhan City, Hubei Province, China. China is currently 108th on the list of um, countries and list of um, how many deaths they've had at the hands of COVID. It happened in China, and in the mainland, and in in mainland China. The number of COVID deaths, COVID-related deaths, are 4,636. Or is that, um, no, it's not deaths. It's, um, a number of COVID cases, they are 108th in, like, total COVID cases. As far as deaths, I think they're a little bit higher, but still low on the list. They have had a total of, in China, they have had... 4,636 COVID deaths. And just to like share, okay, mainland China. Let me just look up the population. Mm, population. Um, to date in 2020, the China population was 1,439,323,776. That was in 2020. In mainland China, that's the population. Like, 1 billion, I'm pretty sure, what did I say? 400, 400 million. 1 billion, 400 million. 1.4 billion. And in the United States, there are 328.2 million people. Okay? That's in the United States. And so, if we're going per capita, but out of the 328.2 million um. 36.7 million have contracted COVID in the United States. And it says plus 43,000. So I'm guessing that's like being added to as we talk by the day because the cases are rising, are still rising so rapidly. Like we are, and when you look this up, how many COVID deaths worldwide on Google, it shows a map of like um, places with the highest amounts of COVID cases. And North America is like such a start, like, the circle here is so broad, even though the population doesn't correlate to how many COVID cases we've had. Like, if that doesn't say something for you all, I don't know what will. But, yeah, I really just want to touch on that point and really start to look at, like, why, what the cause of that is. And I think it's really a sense of paranoia. Like, uh, with me starting my spiritual journey, sorry to, like, bring everything back to this. No, I'm not. This is my fucking podcast. Anyway. Back to the spiritual journey, um, there's one thing, like, of dispelling illusions when you start the spiritual journey. It's like, I read this quote, this quote recently that states, um, dispelling illusions are like 
getting rid of the illusions and things you thought to be true that aren't true, that you know not to be true now. Like, it's better to dispel an illusion than to gain new information. Like, you get more from doing that than doing the other. With that being said, like, a lot of people hear about things, uh, rightfully so, fucked up things that the government has done and things that have taken place in the past. And they immediately get into a sense of hyper... Um, hyper awareness. I mean, and I get it. Like it's it's warranted. Obviously, like fucked up shit has happened, so you're being more vigilant and you're trying to take better care of yourself and the information that you're taking in. But there's a there's a fine line between critical thinking and analysis and things of that nature and paranoia. And I think what we're seeing in the U.S. is a lot of paranoia, like when it comes to diseases and. Specifically, I want to talk for the black community, and for those of you all who don't know, I do have a TikTok. Um, my TikTok is the same as my now podcast name, Regular Revolutionary. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Yeah, I changed the name. woo Yeah, clap, clap, clap. Anyway, um, I posted a video on there doing a little skit um, between someone who's anti-vax and someone who's pro-vaccination. And um, a lot of people were in the comments talking about... Um, a lot of people of color in the comments talking about the Tuskegee experiments and different experimentations in the past that the government has incited and has taken advantage of some specifically communities of color. And basically they were using that as the reason why we shouldn't trust them and all of those things. And I get it. Like, it's a very, like, I get the argument there. My thing with that is there's a very clear hole in that argument being that at that time it was being the Tuskegee experiments were being specifically targeted at one demographic that being the African-American community whereas now like diplomat I think I, I just saw a TikTok that said every U.S. senator is now vaccinated if that does not tell you all something I don't know what will like they're not gonna give it to all of them and then like I I don't know I hope you all see what I'm saying by that like that was targeted at one demographic. It's not like they they conducted the Tuskegee experiments on U.S. senators as well as African-Americans, you know. So I feel like we're kind of biting. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. Like I get the paranoia and I get the second guessing and the distrustworthiness of um, black people and the medical community and black people and the scientific community and black people in the government or just communities of color in the government, communities of color and science. I, I get all of that. But with that being said, we really have to try and make sure we're looking at this from a sense of critical thinking and not just a sense of paranoia. Because I genuinely think we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Whereas, I, I haven't looked at the data, but I saw a large percentage of people who are unvaccinated are people of color in the country. And that worries me because... I don't know how, like I, as I said, I get the, I get the paranoia, but we gotta think here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not a game. It's not. It it can't. We all can't wait for it to reach our door, for it to be in our face, in order to realize that oh, we should probably get the vaccine that everybody, everybody else is getting. Like it's not targeted at us. Like they're not trying to wipe us out. And I get why we would think that. You know, like it, it's a trauma response, but. Just got to think critically, y'all. Um, yeah, I would say that's my biggest takeaway from COVID. And I mean, just like everybody else, I'm taking it one day at a time. Um, 
obviously with schools going back, like with, like this semester going into that I'm going into, obviously I'm in the States and the COVID cases are rising. So we may go on lockdown again at some point, especially with people um, who aren't vaccinated being less likely to get vaccinated at this point. So we may end up going through another lockdown, but um, yeah, I mean, school, like I haven't been in an actual classroom since um, March of 2020 and it's now August of 2021. So that'll be interesting <laughs> being face to face with a teacher again. Like, I think a lot of us have developed a, a sort of social anxiety because we've kind of had to live our, li live our lives virtually, whether that be through Zoom, um, FaceTime calls, um, Google, Google Meets, things of that nature. Like, I'm sure people have had job interviews and whole conversations with people that they just like or worked for like a year with people that they don't even know what they look like because they haven't had a mask on. And that's not my whole anti-mask um I'm not ranting against anti-mask. I'm just saying, like, this is the impact, you know, and it's the new norm, but, and it's not like that's what we want, but we're all making sacrifices for what we think to be the greater good. So I'm proud of you all who have made it this far. Hopefully you all are taking good care of yourselves. And um, my main thing with those of you all who aren't vaccinated is to be, um, hopefully you all are being vigilant and you all are filtering your water, taking vitamins, um, trying to eat healthy, just doing everything outside of getting the vaccine and staying away from people or doing whatever to try and make sure you're, you're healthy outside of getting the vaccine, you know? Like, I get it if you don't trust the government, but I don't really get the... Um, you just can't be a hypocrite about it. I mean, you can, obviously. It's free world. You got free will, but... No, it's not a free world. But you got free will. I mean, um, hopefully you're just being conscious about what everything that you're doing and you're taking steps outside of having the vaccine to make sure you're okay. And for those of you all who have been vaccinated, um, who have been vaccinated, you know, if we all, as this girl on TikTok just said, as I saw, I already got the vaccine. If I wake up in 10 years with a hand growing out of my ass, fuck it. You know? <laughs> but um, shout out to you all for being brave, you know? Like... None of us expected to be here having to um, get a vaccine or something we didn't know um, that we have limited knowledge about. Um, but yeah, hope you all are doing okay. And I love y'all. Drink your water. Stay safe. Peace.